Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. Hello, this is Pastor Visser, and I'd like to take a minute to invite you to swing by Covenant People's Ministry online. We're always available at covenantpeoplesministry.com. If you bookmark that URL, you'll have access to our audio sermons, our Godcasts, our forums, and our most current text sermons. If you feel led to be part of this ministry, know that we don't have membership dues, we don't have uniforms, we don't ask you for your personal information, and we don't ask you for a dime. At Covenant People's Ministry, all we really ask you to do is to swing by our URL on the internet or to write us a letter at our mailing address and let us know that our materials have touched you. That, my friend, is the single greatest, most important thing you can do to keep this ministry rolling. You don't necessarily have to order books. You don't have to order CDs. You don't have to send us a dime. A simple email or post in the forums of encouragement goes a long way for keeping me inspired, keeping my staff inspired, and keeping us bringing materials to you. So please contact us by whichever method is most convenient for you. Write to us at Covenant People's Ministry, P.O. Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, that's B-R-O-O-K-S, Georgia, with the zip code 30205. Our phone number is area code 404-906-9009. This is Pastor Visser again wishing you and yours great studies. Yahweh bless. Hello, this is Pastor Visser and the topic is The Morning Stars, Part 4. Beloved. This fourth part of our continuing series on the morning stars is based on Job chapter 38 verse 7 and will focus on God's prohibition of worshipping angels or devils and the historical teachings of our early Protestant teachers on this same matter. We'll also analyze a few examples of angelic beings as taken from the original King James Version Apocrypha that will help to expound upon Daniel's trials and dealings with fraudulent leaders of his day. We'll even examine seven holy angels and their precise obligations to Yahweh, according to the prophet Enoch. Naturally, the very first commandment found in Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 and Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 7 forbids the worship of cherubim, quote, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, end quote. Because Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 teaches that angels are all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation, oftentimes men have developed the drab habit of worshipping and serving the creature more than the creator himself, as Romans chapter 1 verse 25 proves. This activity is explicitly prohibited throughout scripture, yet the practice is still in effect today by many professing Christians. To prove this point, Paul recorded in Colossians chapter 2 verses 18 and 19, quote, 
Let no man beguile you of your reward in involuntary humility and worshipping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together, increases with the increase of God. End quote. That's not to say that Yahweh in transitional form doesn't sometimes appear in the model of an angel, just that Christ alone is to be worshipped. To further illustrate this point, John Calvin wrote in his Christian Institutes, quote, The orthodox doctors of the church have correctly and wisely expounded that the word of God was the supreme angel, who then began, as it were by anticipation, to perform the office of mediator. For though he were not clothed with flesh, yet he descended as an intermediate form, that he might have more familiar access to the faithful. I am rather inclined, however, to agree with the ancient writers, that in those passages wherein it is stated that the angel of the Lord appeared to Abraham, Jacob, and Moses, Jesus Christ was that angel. End quote. Paul's statement is interesting in that it ties into an earlier section of the same epistle, proving that Jesus is the Creator. Quote, For by Him... Christ were all things created that are in heaven and that are upon earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. End quote. That's Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Understanding that the triune God created the morning stars or the host of heaven, quote unquote, should make it apparently obvious that those who pray or bow down to angels are insulting the Yahweh God. For example, when the Apostle John fell down at the feet of an angel during his apocalyptic visions, he was promptly told, quote, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. End quote. That's found in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. For double emphasis, he was later told, quote, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophet, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. End quote. That's Revelation chapter 22, verse 9. Remember that worship God is a commandment. Furthermore, the worship of devils could be considered a lesser form of angel worship, or simply idolatry as it's serving other lowercase gods. This practice was forever forbidden by Yahweh in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7, because many ancient Israelites engaged in the ritual according to Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 7, and Psalm 106, verse 37, including Moses' brother Aaron, according to Exodus chapter 32, verses 22 through 24. This grim idea of devotion to demons was attempted by Satan during one of his temptations of Christ. That's found in Matthew chapter 4 verse 9 and Luke chapter 4 verse 7. And this will be covered in detail later in this very series. Consider that Paul warned against those who follow devils as opposed to God two times in his own epistles, claiming that this tradition will be especially pursued in the latter times, quote-unquote. Read that for yourself in the first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 20 and 21, and the first epistle to Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship, or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts, or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. 
Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church, so that when He returns, you will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Perhaps the best part about those who deify or revere other gods besides Yahweh is that they will eventually be abolished entirely alongside their own false idols. Revelation chapter 9 verse 20 states, quote, And they shall no more be remembered, and also I, God, will cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to pass out of the land. End quote. That's Zechariah chapter 13 verse 2. It should be stated that angel worship is not only condemned by the word of God, but by many early Protestant reformers. For example, those who still cling to the fictitious Catholic Church should give heed. Historical anti-Semite and Protestant reformer Martin Luther recorded this tremendous attack on the papacy. Quote, Although the angels in heaven pray for us, as Christ himself also does, as also doeth the saints on earth, and perhaps also in heaven, yet it does not follow thence that we should invoke and adore the angels and saints, and fast, hold festivals, celebrate mass in their honor, make offerings and establish churches, altars, divine worship, and in still other ways serve them. For this is idolatry, and such honor belongs alone to God. End quote. That's found in Martin Luther's Small Cat Articles. Furthermore, when dealing with this same topic of angel worship, John Calvin wrote down this foundational truth for all impending churches. Quote, Even Paul appears to have had a severe contest with some who so exalted angels as to make them almost the superiors of Christ. Hence, he so anxiously urges in his epistle to the Colossians, that's chapter 1, verse 16 and verse 20, that Christ is not only superior to all angels, but that all the endowments which they possess are derived from him, thus warning us against forsaking him by turning to those who are not sufficient for themselves, but must draw with us at a common fountain. End quote. That's found in John Calvin's Christian Institutes. Angel worship is even admonished in the 23rd chapter of the Westminster Confession, which states, quote, Religious worship is to be given to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and to Him alone, not to angels, saints, or any other creature. End quote. Of course this was because Luther, Calvin, and their early churches all viewed the Pope as Antichrist and believed the papacy to be the whore of Babylon. Susanna was a very delicate woman and beauteous to behold. But unfortunately, she was also deleted from the start of the book of Daniel in the original King James Version by Puritans in 1825 A.D. That would have been found in Daniel chapter 13 verse 31 or it's also found in the story of Susanna chapter 1 verse 31. Whether considered canon or not, Susanna gives instruction on how a virtuous woman should behave in the face of adversity or attempted rape, and is practically a foreshadowing of Jesus' dealings with the adulterous woman, as found in John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. It also proves that angels often do Yahweh's dirty work. After two elders attempted to blackmail Susanna into forcible sex by threatening to bear false witness against her, she appealed her case to Daniel, who promptly found the imposters guilty. His sentence against them was, quote, Thou hast lied against thine own head, for the angel of God waiteth with a sword to cut thee in two, that he may destroy you, end quote. That would be found in Daniel chapter 13, verses 55 through 59, and it's also found in the story of Susanna, chapter 1, verses 55 through 59. 
while the children of Israel did according to the law of Moses and put them both to death. This statement proves that angels can blemish souls. Most Christians are familiar with the biblical story about Daniel being cast in the lion's den. After being found unharmed the next morning in the sealed trench, Daniel tells the king of Babylon, Darius, quote, My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me. End quote. That's found in Daniel chapter 6 verse 22. While the biblical description alone proves that this angel wasn't a mere man who happened to be a part-time lion tamer, the apocryphal book of The Story of Bell and the Dragon gives much further background into how he was spared. There were seven lions sealed in with Daniel who had been adapted to being fed two sheep and dead men daily. An angel of the Lord, quote-unquote, appears to the prophet Habakkuk, telling him, quote, Go, carry the dinner that thou hast into Babylon unto Daniel, who is in the lion's den, end quote. But when Habakkuk states he's unaware of Daniel's location, quote, The angel of the Lord took him by the crown, and bare him by the hair of his head, and through the vehemency of his spirit, set him in Babylon over the den, end quote. That would be found in Daniel chapter 14 verses 28 through 42 or the book of Bell and the Dragon chapter 1 verses 28 through 42. The Bible also describes angels with wings that can fly. For example, Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2 says this, quote, Above him, speaking of Yahweh, were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two wings they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, end quote. As stated in the third part of this series, Gabrielle appears to Daniel having the appearance of a man, quote-unquote, but has the ability to fly swiftly. This is found in Daniel's chapter 8, verse 15, and Daniel chapter 9, verse 21. One of the most frequently asked questions regarding this chain of sermons is whether or not angels have wings. Rest assured, this question will be answered in an upcoming segment. For now, read Stars and Trees in the Garden of Yahweh. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow him to lead your life and help to build his church so that when he returns, he will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply his words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Like Satan having the ability to teleport Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple during his own ineffectual temptations, as you can read in Matthew chapter 4, verse 5, the numerous actions ascribed to angels in Scripture are supernatural and cannot be accomplished by flesh man. In the case of Daniel being fed by the prophet Habakkuk, quote, The angel of the Lord set Habakkuk in his own place again immediately, end quote, and the king of Babylon quickly fed Daniel's accusers to the seven hungry lions. That would be found in Daniel chapter 14, verses 39 through 42 if you have an apocrypha, or the book of Bell and the Dragon, chapter 14, verses 39 through 42. In short, in life, we all reap what we sow. 
Perhaps no prophet taught more about angels than did Enoch, who, quote, was not, for God took him, end quote. You can read that in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. In one single chapter, he names seven holy angels and even gives their duties to Yahweh. Uriel, over the world and Tartarus, or hell. Raphael, over the spirits of men. Raguel, takes vengeance on the world of the luminaries. Michael, over the best part of mankind in chaos. Serekiel, over the spirits who sin. Gabriel, over paradise, the serpents, and the cherubim. And Remiel, over those who rise. You can read about that in the book of Enoch, chapter 20, verses 1 through 8. Be sure to download the free online book, Our Fathers Ate Manna, by Pastor Visser, available only from Covenant People's Ministry. This 24-page ebook is also available in paperback form and provides Christians with an extensive overview of God's food laws as found in both the Old and New Testament. Designed to be a handy field manual for the serious Christian, this volume goes one step further by proving Jesus Christ is God Himself who lovingly provided followers a set of guidelines. When biblical food laws are properly followed and applied, Christians can achieve optimum health, blessings, and immunity. More information in Our Fathers Ate Manna. In the Apocrypha, the book of the wisdom of Solomon mentions God's love for the Israelites during their exodus by affirming, quote, Thou fedest thine own people with angels' food, and didst sent them from heaven bread prepared without their labor, able to content every man's delight, and agreeing to every taste, end quote. That's found in the book of Wisdom, chapter 16 and verse 20. An important thing to notice about manna is that it was only able to sustain man so that God, quote, might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Yahweh, end quote. You can read that for yourself in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Aside from showing the reality of angels and their supernatural act, my intention with this series is to help other Christians fine-tune their ability to spot the false prophets among us. In today's apostasy, there are plentiful imposters that deny the reality of cherubs and perhaps more importantly, demons and fallen angels like Lucifer. One can't call themselves identity if they can't even detect the enemy of the authentic Israel people. Some say such pretenders have good intentions, but I feel their attacks on foundational truths are calculated. It's essentially easy to spot a large amount of these deceitful Bible teachers. They usually ramble on about their own contributions, quote-unquote, to the Christian movement, or pointlessly gab about nonsense while never really discussing the Word of God. The enemy is never content to be a low man on the totem pole, so they will usually rise to higher positions that offer them added power over legitimate believers and greater control over what information is presented to the world. Many become moderators on white nationalist forums by buying into the right to ban others. In the next and fifth part of this series, we'll examine the seduction of Eve and the morning stars that were present in Eden, the Garden of Yahweh. In addition, we'll look deeper into some phenomenal actions performed by angels during the Apolistic Age, like the one who freed Peter and his missionaries from prison, and another that massacred Herod, causing him to be eaten of worms. It's my prayer that this suite of sermons are a blessing to others, and hope some will print them out for the benefit of newer Christians. War for Christ. Amen. Hello again, everybody. This is Pastor Visser, and I hope that you're enjoying this particular sermon. Before we release this MP3 to the Internet, I'd like to give just a general update as to what's happening at Covenant People's Ministry, our website. Of course, you can always access our website at the original URL, which is cpm.freehostia.com.
That's cpm.freehostia dot com. Covenant Peoples Ministry dot com. That's one word. If you're interested in swinging by our shed light on the gospel for you or touched your life in any way. Feel free to support this ministry by any means necessary. The single greatest thing that you can do to support Covenant People's Ministry is simply to send us an email of encouragement. It seems that uh, I'm going to make a few remarks before we start the recording. Hatred for me is gathering all of the clouds who claim to be Christian identity under the same tent. The men who have pretended to hate each other have been caught in bed together. The pecker puffer from Missouri, the punchy little Jew boy from Chicago, the Cherokee dirtbag from the South, the screwball who gets his heresies directly from his own small G God, the closet dweller in the Ozarks, they all page again covenantpeoplesministry.com visiting the section that about CPM about yes swing by CPM forums at cpm.noonhost.com you can post any questions or concerns that you have there again I'd like to thank everyone who supported us who sent us email Eight part into book form, and that should be available shortly. Fallen Sataniel, which was for it's you, the listener, the reader, and everyone else out there who's been touched by these broadcasts. It's you who make the difference. War for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website, or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings, and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages, and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>